We say hello and gamajoba to Halftime at Midnight, your podcast about Georgian football in English. I am Amir and of course I am, as usual, joined by my co-host over in the more sunny Costa Rica, Kaki. Hi Amir and hello everyone. Welcome to our 12th episode. Even through around the globe, uh, these are the dead months in football, as local championships are all over and continental club tournaments are also uh, reaching their end. For countries like Georgia, this is a very precious moment as per three basic aspects. First, the transfer window is open now, and we always expect some of our boys to move to better clubs, so it kind of creates expectation. Mm -hmm. Second, the Georgian clubs start preparing themselves for the European tournaments to begin in a couple of weeks, of course from its qualifying phases. And uh, this time the third important thing going on is that we have our national team preparing for two upcoming friendly matches against Romania and Netherlands uh, later this week. So for us, uh, we are very excited excited because we have a really good moment going on, Amir, and I'm pretty sure you will agree with me. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, most, uh, most of the leagues uh, in Europe are coming to an end, but uh, the Georgian football keeps on moving. And uh, today, especially while most of the focus will be on the Champions League evening. Uh, we are still here to discuss the league and country in our hearts. Of course, that being Georgian football. So let's start this 12th episode by virtually going to Sakartvelo. And we start, of course, in the, in the domestic league of Ernuli Liga and some news surrounding the local league. Um, I think the main takeaway there is that uh, Dinamo Tbilisi has got a new coach. Uh, of course, this comes after Nemzadze has uh, uh, performed below expectations, so a change was was necessary, uh, but also quite expected. Uh, do do you agree there, Kaki? And uh, do, do you want to fill us in about uh, Tskadadze, maybe? Absolutely, Amir. Absolutely, and and yes, we knew that that Nemsadze wasn't uh, was wasn't able to fulfill the requirements or what they expected from Dinamo Tbilisi at the beginning. He was not invited in our prestigious Supra the last time, so that has to mean something, right? <laughs> yes. But uh, yes, uh, the good thing is that Nemsadze, even if he he was not lucky on the on a on a coach spot he still has a lot to offer to the club. So he will stay as, as a sporting director right now. That's the internal move they made. And the new head coach of the team will be Kajabert Sadadze, you know, a guy with a lot of experience. He also coached the national team. He had like 25 caps as head coach. He didn't do it like, like really, really bad. He was uh, actually, his football style was really likable. Uh, but mostly he had, uh, he's been having this kind of international experience, for, especially in Azerbaijan. So I guess that Shadadze at this point is a good name. Uh, it's really, it's really tough and expensive out of what we expected in Dinamo. But I guess that if they need desperate, desperate and like results, desperate results, Shadadze could be a good option. Um, but now the question is, okay, Tzadaz is coming in, but what about the players? Because, you know, this gang has been uh, has been coached by different guys and they got to the same point, you know. So maybe they need to make some kind of deeper changes and not only the head coach. But I guess we're going to see that because Tzadaz is already in the spot and he already mentioned that he needs some changes in, in order to yeah. achieve the results they're expecting. 
Yeah, I I heard that uh, when he was asked uh, what kind of uh, what will he bring to Dynamo Tbilisi, and he said uh, stability. I will bring stability. And they asked, okay, what what do you mean by stability? And he said, well, lately there have been coaches coming and going, players coming and going. Uh, I will bring more consistency. So that makes you think that uh, he's there to stay long term, by the sounds of it, and he wants to build his team and and you know try to keep try to keep uh, those players and have uh, less of a kind of turnover and you know uh, dramatic ups and downs, uh, which unfortunately has been Dinamo's melody lately. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kaki, but he was in he was in Kazakhstan, right, for Ordabasi. Yes, he he was coaching Ordabasi the last two years and a half, and before yeah. that he was in Kairat. Uh, and yes, he he managed to to have a good career there. I I understand that he's really respected in 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 our fellow uh, country of Kazakhstan. Well, yes, uh, I'm I'm not sure if if he's the guy we need because the the, the overall conditions of Dynamo are not on a, on on, the, on his best right now. He's he's basically taken a team from from zero. Um, Dinamo in the, in the Maglesi Liga in the last two weeks they lost against yeah. their direct rivals against Batumi. Then they lost against Dilagori and I, uh, let me say they were completely outplayed. I mean they could lost five six zero man and uh, that would be quite fair. Uh, the the team looked pretty amateur, pretty amateur and they're a couple of weeks away from European tournaments from Champions League. They're going to play yeah. in the Champions League qualifier. So uh, I don't know what to say. I'm not really uh, hopeful even if Tadadis is joining and jumping in. Um, what kind of coach is it? Um, defensive mentality first. Is it uh, offensive football? And uh, what what direction do you see this going? What I what I remember about Sadate, well, of, of of course, as a player, he was a central defender. But what I remember about him being a coach is that he likes the offensive player. Uh, he plays kind of offensive on the sides, especially. And he kind of likes this uh, this fast building building teams. He's not like this Guardiola style possessive uh, playing mm. football, but he likes this kind of fast combinations on the sides to open kind of spaces and then to reach uh, to the middle with a with a long pass or or whatever. But uh, but yeah, he like he's most uh, kind of inclinated towards the offensive mm. football. Mm. And he seems to also hint about some coming reinforcements uh, ahead of the uh, important qualification phase of Champions League. And uh, not a surprise that he wants to bring some players in. But again, we are here. We are, you know, a few weeks away from the most important time of the of the season for Georgian clubs, and they they still haven't finished their uh, their squads. Uh, what's what's the problem? Why why can't Georgian clubs ever learn to be to be done in time? And you know. Not having these last-minute uh, builds so that they can have a team ready for the for the qualifications. Yeah, that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem, and it has been a challenge for a while. Um, you know, so I, I guess that I agree with 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 the GFF because GFF has uh, well, they noticed this once Kobias really started to be the president, and they changed the format of the of the championship. Now the championship starts uh, at the beginning of the year and ends in November, December. So that way they thought that they could change the the matter that when the tournament was over in June, uh, they would sell all the players, you know, the transfer market would open and, and they would reinforce or, or reinvent the team and they had the, the European tournaments coming on. So they kind of changed the strategy by starting the championship on, on January and, and February in order to avoid the situation in June. But um, to be fair, the last years, uh, I guess that this strategy failed because the the window of transfers is still there. 
the June pause is still there. So one way or another, the clubs, the Georgia clubs, are following the same pattern. So yeah, I, I guess that we need to like um, ambitious minds, uh, investors with clear ideas, people who are not thinking about the short-term um, kind of gainings, but long-term investments. And uh, I guess that the the best thing and the first thing we need is that Dinamo Tbilisi need to change their mind. I mean, I'm not here to criticize PPA because I, of course, I'm not even half of what oh, of his shoe level. But uh, but what I see is that he's not kind of preparing the team with kind of solid basis. You know, he thinks more about you know transferring players and making these kind of deals, which are not good for the football itself. Um, mm. But you know, Emir, you're 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 away. You have a different view, uh, and I know that you you're familiar with the kind of success the Swedish teams uh, have have achieved. You know, and the difference in, in quality. I guess it's not as huge as we as if we speak about Germany, England, and and, and others. Uh, but uh, what what is something that we could take from Sweden and in, in these kind of situations? How can we prepare for the European tournaments uh, without making these kind of extreme changes just weeks before the games? You caught me a bit on the spot. It's, uh, I think it's, uh, of course, it's a different financial world uh, that uh, you know Scandinavian clubs in general, and uh, comparing to the Georgians, but also that you know we like to plan ahead, be more organized. That's just how society is, and it's it's works that way, even for football clubs. Um, and uh, well, there's a there's a big following. There's a big fan base in, in the Swedish teams. They have expectations and demands. Uh, so, and simply Georgian clubs, they don't have the external pressure in the same sense that um, that uh, the Georgian teams uh, have, for example. So, if you're not performing, if you're not organized, if you're not well prepared, if you're not, uh, you know. Building your squad properly, and when it's getting close, uh, you will have the fans against you, and you're you're not going you're, you're not going to be safe. So I think supporters have a big say uh, in how the Swedish clubs are being run, which is not happening in Georgia. Uh, that's for me the absolute main thing. Uh, but yeah, we we have to see how are they doing, and as. Uh, in particular now for Jordan clubs uh, with this new Europa Conference League coming in, the money are actually quite good. If you reach the group stage, there's about 3 million euro for, uh, as, a, as, a, as a reward. So you really want to qualify uh, into that third European tier competition. Of course, every round in the Champions League is, of course, crucial as well, but you should really aim to get into some... In, in, into the group stage, especially now when the competition is not... I mean, it's easier than it was before uh, if you speak about the Conference League. Of course, now Gagra will have the will have the first shot there. Uh, so we should keep expectations low. But now there's a financial, um, you know, uh, incident or uh, however you can call it um, to make some money in Europe Um and start from there. It should benefit their domestic league uh, as well. But then you cannot start like this uh, just shortly, shortly before. Yes, actually, it's been 15 years since uh, since the last time we made it to any mm. group stage. It was in the UEFA Cup. It was even before they called it Europa League. So you can imagine how how mm. all this uh, success, if we can name it success, 
that can be remembered. Yeah. And and also it's kind of uh, a bit sense because in that in that tournament, Dinamo Spelesi, uh they they had some some kind of uh, match fixing scandal involved in the last game against Penionios, a club from from Greece. So it was not well. Of course, it was nice when we made it when we made it to the group stage. But at the end, the the feeling wasn't as uh, as nice as we expected. So we don't have even a good memory about the last experience. Uh, and we've been we've been punished by life because of that, I guess. But yes, I I I hope that this year is going to be different. I like the way Dilagori plays. Again, I have to say the results they've been inconsistent, but you know they have a really good combination between foreigner players and local players. And I really like and enjoy watching them play. They play really aggressive or offensively. They have a couple of really interesting players on the defensive midfield line. Georgians with a lot of with a good presence. Um, so I guess that if they just get one or two two extra players, I guess that they're they're the best prepared team for the from the Georgian side uh, to face the European tournament together with Dinamo Batumi. Mm. But uh, yes, I, w- I will give uh, my maximum hopes to these two clubs, and yeah. we'll see how it goes. Mm. Now speaking of Batumi, just a quick note on them: I saw that Flamarion is uh, temporarily back uh, in Batumi after his stay in Rotor uh, in Russia. Mm, a bit unclear if whether he will belong to Batumi during the uh, during the qualifiers coming up uh, or if he will play at all or if he's uh, you know uh, having his future uh, elsewhere. Do, do, do you know uh, do you know anything uh, here Kavi? Maybe not. No, I'm on the same page as you are, Emir. Yeah. I guess that he'd, he'll do the same as he did last year. He played the qualifiers once they were out. Oh, he managed to to, to to sign the, the loan deal with Rotor, so mm. I'm guessing that he will go the, to the same on, on the same path, considering that he didn't have a kind of a, a, a religious and, and wonderful career in Rotor. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that there are no many Russian clubs interested in him right now. But uh, yes, I guess that would be the fair the fair path to go through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on to other Georgian news. Uh, this takes us. Uh, into Europe rather than just focusing on the domestic football. And what we can say there is that there's a couple of things happening, actually, and we'll, we'll go through them right now. Uh, Anorthosis wins the cup in Cyprus. This happened, uh, was it last week or the week before? Or uh, quite recently anyway. And uh, that means we have lots of new Georgian uh, title winners collecting some cups. Uh, not least, uh, Ketsbaya, who else? Kvilitaya, Taushvili. Uh, I'm probably for uh, Okriashvili. I might be forgetting someone here. Loria just came to my mind. Uh, what does it mean, Kaki, uh, for uh, Georgian players to come in with some titles under their belt, and they're uh, now when they are returning to the to the national duty? Well, it's always wonderful. You know, we don't have a lot of guys winning titles, and this is something we mentioned before. Um, mm-hmm. Now we have a couple of guys in in, in Hungary. Uh, you know, we have Lasha and we have Berize. They won won titles there. We had uh, Harishvili in Sweden before. Yeah, um, and in Hungary. And, and I think he won. Hungary. He won yes, two titles in called. the same season in different countries. That's pretty <laughs> crazy. Pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's really good. And not only because these are just Georgian players. There are key Georgian players. You know, Okirashvili has been uh, possibly one of the best uh, guys we've had in the, in, in, in the national team. So far, Loria is the main goalkeeper. You know, it is mm-hmm. important to keep him with this kind of high motivation. 
Um, but you know, besides everything, what an, an incredible su success by Kitsvaya. You know, we can criticize him a lot, and a lot of people does because he's really kind of old-minded uh, in, in the way that he's really strict and aggressive towards media and towards his players. But, you know, uh, doing this kind of things is really hard, and uh, he always keeps the Georgian people in his mind. You know, he always has Georgian players in his clubs. He did it before when he was player and coach at the same time. He had Tita Shrili in the team. He also, he also invited King Kladze to recover his, uh, his old form. And he always gives this kind of opportunities to Georgian players, which is something that we have to appreciate. And, and he's, he also he knows that he needs to uh, answer to the directors. You know, if you, if you bring somebody, it's not because he's only your friend or because he's, not, he's your countryman. You need to prove with results. And he brings the Georgian players and he, he gives results. He gives back. So um, that's something really hard to do. You know, especially us that we know how the Georgians are. Uh, having a Georgian in the team is not a guarantee of winning. So mm -hmm. he has changed that statistic, and that's something we have to appreciate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Kitsbaya, he actually also, uh, after the win, uh, after the cup win, he extended the contract in Anorthosis. So he's he's there to stay. Um, but some of his players are not staying, it seems, as uh, Quiritaya returns to Ghent in Belgium. Remains to see what happens with him. Uh, Okreashvili is rumored um, a bit everywhere. Uh, Russia, Greece are some uh, are some ongoing discussions. It seems, um, but uh, the chances are we will still see uh, a big presence of Georgian players in Katspaya's team. Do, do you think he will bring uh, bring more of them in if he if he would lose these two, for example? I guess he will. I guess I saw I read somewhere that Gvilia might be joining Kitsvaya. Mm. So, yes, he's, he's taken uh, really good uh, players. Gvilia is, is a good player. He's, he's really important. And, uh, of course, I guess I guess Anorthosis can't keep Okriashvili at this point. Um, but they can find another Georgian who can replace him somehow. So, yes, mm -hmm. the good thing is that Kitsvaya will keep with with this with this. Uh, um, yeah. Mentality, yes, that that's good. And about Okri, I'm not sure if where he's going to head, but of course we do, we we dislike the idea of having Georgian top qualities in 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 Russia, but he's really beloved in in, in Russia. So maybe he's more more towards that idea. Not not sure, not sure what, what will happen in the future. Uh, but Greece, Greece is looking kind of a nice destination for Georgians, but they're not playing a lot there. Well, what would you say about Nino, who's also Part of the team who won the the Greek Cup, by the way. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, make a transition there. Like, uh, let's jump into the water from Cyprus and have a swim over to Greece, and where uh, there we will find Ninoa, uh, who, uh, like you said, just won won the title with uh, with with Pauk Thessaloniki. So he hasn't been playing a lot, so it's hard to evaluate whether that's that's his future. Um, maybe he will go on loan somewhere. I think he should, if things are not changing. Uh, at the same time, it's a it's a nice life in Greece. You know, you you, you have you have a good salary. You live in a sunny place, and uh, now you win titles and get extra bonuses and whatnot. So, uh, in the end, it's a, it's not a place you might want to leave unless you have. Uh, it must come from yourself. Are, are you an ambitious player, or are you just happy to remain where you are? And you know enjoy the footballing life i think this is the here is where the mentality part comes in what player do you want to be 
And uh, I don't know enough about Ninoa's personality to say, but I would personally, if I was his advisor, I would say, well, you, you have to get some minutes. You're young, but you should be a key player in the national team at some point, and you have to start playing. So the title, I for me, that's a secondary. I can't dedicate that to Ninoa. He has some special attributes, uh, but he should use them. What's your view, Kari? Do you, do, you, do you share it or do you or are you happy with him? I agree completely with you. And we all expected much more from Ninoa. Apparently, they say from, from next season he will get more opportunities. Uh, first, he, he, he needed to adapt himself, but not sure how long the Georgian players need to adapt to, to any other environment. Uh, if you're a person, as you said, with mentality of, with a winning, winning mentality, you should be adapting in a couple of weeks, you know? Uh, and this brings me uh, to maybe this is not a fair name to mention, but Sergio Aguero. Uh, do you know Sergio Aguero? He he still isn't able to communicate in English. You know he tries and hmm. but he's been there for a long time and he's uh, he's an icon in in, in city yeah. and he never he never managed to learn the language. So I'm not sure what kind of uh, adaptation a Georgian guy needs to, to to join Greece. I mean he's young, he could learn the language. Uh, he can kind of stick around. Uh, I mean, Cavani, he joined Manchester United in a couple of days. He was already top scorer. I mean, um, not sure what, what adaptation process means for a Georgian player. But Maybe I, tactically, seen... you know, uh, more intensity in this league or something like that. Uh, living alone or and these things, um, I, I don't know. But it's on and off pitch kind of things, I believe. But if you have a mentality and you know where you're going, I mean, if, you, if you're called from Greece, it's not like you're starting to learn about them in, in, in one minute. I mean, if you if you follow football, you you should be familiar with with the Greek clubs, with the Greek environment, their style. Mm. Their, you know, it, it's not like it's a surprise. So mm. that's where I'm I'm kind of missing something. I think if you're in Dinamo Tbilisi as a young player, where you are you're number one. You know, he he was number one. Uh, he had his place for granted. Then you go abroad and you had the shock. Shit, I'm I'm not as loved anymore. You know, I, I here I have to prove myself. I think they get a bit too comfortable in Georgia, having their having their starting place for granted. When they move abroad, it's a completely different competition. You have many foreigners in the same place, uh, and you have to you have to prove yourself. And this is where the shock maybe uh, comes in. And he's still young, but let's let's see. I had more hopes of him. The fact that he's not yet in the senior national team is disappointing. The years are ticking, uh, but you know there there are younger players than him who are in the national team. And to be honest, I was more I was more excited and, and hyped about Ninoa. So let, let's see what he uh, what he does in the future in the coming season. Maybe he'll shut, shut us both up uh, next season, and happily happily so. Um, speaking of young Georgians, uh, Georgi Abuashvili signed for Porto uh, a five-year contract in Porto. Uh, we've spoken a bit about him in recent episodes, um, saying that we are excited that you know, oh, we have a new kind of move. You're going from Georgia to Portugal. You get a different kind of education there. It's not the typical, you know, Georgia, Russia, or or uh, or Ukraine move. Uh, so this is something completely different, um, which we should be excited about. Even if he's young, five-year contract in Porto means that they believe in him long term. And they they spend some money, I, I I certainly believe. Yes, and also you know Georgia is, is hosting the Euro U twenty one. I mean, mm-hmm. this is in two years, right? In twenty twenty three. 
So obviously, I'm guessing that will be a key player of that team. So from now on, everything he can learn in Portugal will will be something. It will be an asset for the national team for yeah. the tournament. So that's something great. I'm 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 really in love with this boy, and what what he's doing. I like his mentality. I saw an interview actually, and he's really he looks really mature despite his age. Do you know that um, many well people in the industry that I read uh, they rank him as the second biggest talent in Georgia after Kvaratskhelia. So that's the level of of expectation. Uh, oh, that's huge. That's huge. That, that, that's huge. It's not. It's no longer Chakwetadze and uh, you know Sitashvili or these guys. The, this guy seems to be the next uh, real thing. But I still, uh, I still have my my favorite in in uh, in Gagnitsa. So, uh, <laughs> but that being said, you see the fact that you can mention young names and not knowing who's the best or you know. That tells you something about the coming talents uh, that we have uh, coming up now. Um, also, of course, Mamadashvili seems to have completed his loan move now to Valencia. Uh, it's a loan move for a season, and if they're happy, they can buy him out for a million euro, uh, which would go to Dinamo Tbilisi then, because uh, they are owning him uh, as we speak. So that's another one. Uh, seems to be a Valencia gang. We have some uh, players based in Valencia now. Uh, also a good league. So future is looking really good. Yeah, I like this move. And uh, I'm really proud of Mamar Dashwele. I guess that he will have some minutes in the cup. So, uh, yes, Valencia is, is, is improving because they're uh, they've made a couple of investments a couple, a couple of years ago. They're bringing some, some, some young talents from their academy as well. So I, I'm guessing that Valencia... Uh, it was the best thing that could happen to Mamar Dashwili. Now it's up to him to to adapt faster, and and, and I, I hope we won't be speaking about him as we just did about Ninwa after one mm-hmm. year of his transfer. So yes, this is something good, and again, this is great for the Georgian football. We have a, a couple of really good goalkeepers rising, and uh, and I'm I'm guess that the time the timing is wonderful because yeah. Loria is just about to leave for the national team, maybe a couple of months, maybe maximum one, two years. And there we have a couple of really good names which could stand up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, even if he wouldn't succeed in Valencia um, over the year, he would still have gained good experience to take him to the next level regardless. So for me, it's a win-win. It doesn't need to feel the pressure to deliver in Valencia and become the number one. Uh, This can lead to him taking a place uh, in another Spanish team or, you know, at a better level. So, uh, like I said, it's a win-win situation there. Should we cover the big, uh, the big topic point or the big player that everyone is talking about? Uh, yes. Kathy, yes. Sh- should we do it? Yeah, we jump in that one. We we'll jump on that one. So, Kvartskelia is said to be confirmed already for a new club, and it's just a matter of hours until uh, it's announced. Hours, maybe days, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday. It depends, but. Uh, Information seems to suggest that uh, it's a done deal. Uh, here comes the tricky part. We don't know which club, <laughs> which we would love to know. Uh, but based on the videos and kind of uh, hints that we've seen, my interpretation is that it's a club playing in blue or has some elements of blue in them. So we can narrow that down a bit based on the previous uh, rumors. Um, what do you think, Eric Carey? 
It's frustrating yeah. in, in, in a yes, way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But it's, it's still in the oven. I, I yeah. know that he already signed because uh, uh, a lot of people who are close to Ficha um, has actually mentioned that it's already done, but they're not saying where and when and what and how. <laughs> you know, and it's, the expectation is killing me, you know. The only thing that I know is that Huicha is uh, actually he left the concentration, the camp of the national team, in order to to complete this this uh, let's say this contract. I I don't know what to say. Well, I'm guessing also that he 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 moved to, to the Premier League because I I know that the last weeks Leeds was very aggressive and we spoke about them even before. But there mm -hmm. was another team uh, jumping in the in the equation and it was Everton. And uh, why Everton? Well, Ancelotti is familiar with Kalatze. He coached him in, in, in Milan. And Ancelotti always follows Georgian football. He also, he also made a couple of comments uh, in his personal IG before when Georgia was uh, successful in, in, the, in the Nations League. Um, and, uh, and besides that, I guess that Everton is a really good place to develop. Not because I'm fancy with the club myself. But also because they have a couple of spots as winger positions available, um, so I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is real. I'm not sure if it was serious the offer from Everton, uh, but I'm I'm kind of feeling that it could be either of these two teams. I would be worried if they if the dead phoenix of Zenit uh, came to the to the table again because I I understood that Kvicha uh, himself rejected the option. But you know, you never know. This is Georgian football, and this these are Russian clubs, uh, and they might came back with a different offer. Maybe I, I'm not sure. But yeah, for now, I would say these are the three clear options, and mm. uh, I'm guessing that in, in the future we'll have more more visibility of what what's what's going on. But among these three, or any other of of all the list of the clubs interested in Huicha, do you think this this is a kind of a realistic? Uh, interpretation from my side. Yeah, I mean, we have to go with uh, with the whole blue theme here. So uh, I was thinking of okay, which clubs are are playing in blue. I was thinking, you know, okay, it's Inter, Atalanta. Then we have Everton, of course, um, Zenit, and uh, Leeds. I guess they have some elements of blue. So that being said, it's just about ruling them out uh, one by one and see where you end up. And I also end up in the Premier League in my mind particularly because of the 20 to 25 million euro price tag that uh, Rubin wants. And I don't see Inter paying that. I don't see Atalanta paying it. But I do see Everton and Leeds potentially doing it. Uh, maybe Zenit. I'm, I'm not sure. But they are unlikely, in my opinion. It would be the world's biggest you know, anti-climax if he ends up in Zenit after being rumored to every club. Yeah. And it's like, we found Zenit. It would be like, oh my god! Very, very uh, disappointing. We, we should invent yeah. a, a new word for this <laughs> if that happens. Well, that would be a huge just dagapsy in the face uh, <laughs> or whatever you can say. I, I agree with you. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on. I guess we will just say uh, more about this as it becomes more available. Um, in the coming hours or days. Um, should we cover the national team gathering, which is also ongoing in parallel uh, in all of this? And there was a national team squad announcement as they have gathered, of course, now. And uh, should I read through the list just quickly? 
yes, yes, you can go. Uh, I guess it's a short. I'm, I, I was checking by myself, and it's a short list, uh, despite of what we expected. So yes, if, if you'd like, you can go. You can go through it, and then we we speak about sure. the guys. Yeah. Sure. Goalkeepers, we have Loria, Kubatadze, Mamadashvili. No surprises. Defenders, Kakabadze, Kashia, captain. Kerkvelia, Hochovava, Chabradze, Azarovi, Dwali, and Gjorbelice. Also, no surprises. Midfielders, uh, Guilia, Aburjania, Kwekwiskiri, Daushvili, Kiteshvili, Jigauri, Lobjanidze, Shengelia, Davitashvili, Kvaratskhelia, and Okriashvili. And then forwards, Kukhyanidze, Mikautadze, and Sivzivadze. There are some surprising names. Uh, there are, first of all, there are six domestic players here, uh, which is good to see that they're also included. He's, te- he's kind of testing a bit, uh, Sanyol. Uh, what, do, what did you react on uh, here? Yes, actually, I have a couple of comments. Um, from the list, I'm surprised with, with a lot of Georgian uh, Umaglesi Liga players again joining the national mm-hmm. team which is something good. And by the way, I forgot to mention something earlier, and it's about uh, some of the Georgian players who are not playing in their clubs abroad, and they're thinking of returning to the Umaglesi Liga, because usually players leave the Umaglesi Liga in order to have an opportunity for, with the national team. And now they're understanding that they can they can be called to the national team while playing in the Umaglesi Liga. So some of the players who are not happy in their clubs abroad, they're thinking on finding a path back home, which is something good. And I'm, I'm guessing that that will also help to the local league to improve. But being that said, uh, Chabradze and Dasarovi, I'm guessing that those are uh, two remarkable players from the league, and Jigaori, all of them from Batumi. Uh, Mamar Dasuri, not a surprise there. Um, but, you know, uh, Kuhianidze is the one we didn't expect, especially that Quilitaya just won the, the, the cup in Cyprus. He's been constantly playing and being called up in the national team. I would even say he was the, the, the number one choice in the last three, four years in the national team. So not, not being in the list, it's kind of surprising. And risky as well, because mm-hmm. uh, Sagnol was very brave on, on changing this name by someone who's playing in the local league, not in one of the top teams, by the way. And, uh, you know, he could just get all the people and all the fans against him. But surprisingly, he, he, he had positive reactions about it. So the trust matters here, apparently. And yes, Kukhenidze to me is the biggest surprise. I'm, I'm sure, I'm mm. pretty sure, I'm 100% that sure that you agree with me in this one. But, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would lie if I said yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah, do you think that he will, he will get it some minutes or maybe he, will, he won't pass from the concentration camp? Maybe he will just concentrate with the team and have no minutes after Sanyol sees that he's not on the level. Or do you actually think that he's capable of, of being uh, a key member of the team after what he's, he saw from him? Maybe not a key member. It would surprise me if he's a key member. But we saw Shabradze jumping in, doing it good against uh, Sweden, uh, for example. Um, and there was another match also against Spain, I believe. He, he did quite well. So the local players can... You know, they don't embarrass themselves at this high level, uh, which is something that, you know, maybe from a fan perspective, you would think that that's, it's way too big of a difference. But if you implement them well into the idea, then maybe. We'll have to see. First of all, also, Sanyol, today, I believe today or yesterday, he was uh, arranging a meeting with all the coaches of the local league, of Ernol Liga. I'm not sure exactly what they were talking about, but they said that this should be a reoccurring format. And it's good to see that the national team coach is, uh, you know, 
um, proactive in this case. He's including, he's coming with new ideas. Uh, I don't think at any point in time before we've had a national team coach who is so uh, interested in the local league. Uh, and you know, come and you know, uh, genuinely, uh, proactively asking them for, you know, to to be attending meetings. And uh, I don't know what they're what they're discussing, but probably everything about you know the, the quality, uh, how to how to deal with the players, how to develop it, and and taking the taking the country forward. That's good. I would never see this from from a previous coach, as I can remember. Yes, he's finding his way out to. Or straight to our hearts, to be honest, he has understood that being a national team coach is much, is much uh, bigger mm-hmm. the responsibility than being a club coach, right? So he's mm-hmm. trying to connect to different Georgian areas. He's trying to be compressive also with the media. Um, um, so uh, going on the on this way, I'm I'm guessing that on the on that side, on the management side, Sanyol is, is acting really good. Uh, now we have to see how it goes with the results, right? We, he mm-hmm. had the three games. We, nobody demanded the result from him, but the team kind of played really nice, and we all liked it. Um, but now it's 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 the time of the of the true, right? We have these mm. first friendly games. We need to see if he is going to aim for the results in these games, even if they make no sense, mm. or if he is going to aim to see different strategy, different players, different combinations. We need to see that. And after that, I guess that the 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 final test is going to be the 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 qualifying matches of the next months, you know, uh, yeah. well, not the next months. Absolutely. I was thinking, I was thinking the same. Previously against Kosovo, I would have think, you know, that's a typical game where Georgia plays a draw and these kind of things. We need to get away from, from these kind of close draws to start winning matches. And uh, I think this is what he, what he needs to do as the next step, uh, you know, converting draws and nil-nils and one-ones to have these, Gritty two-one wins in 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 very important uh, occasions, uh, but I think I don't think he will aim for a result in these qualifying matches. First of all, the opposition is very good. Secondly, we have a experimented uh, squad. Yeah, I mean, you don't go in with uh, Kukianidze if you try to get a result, uh, for example. I think he's still just exploring, seeing if he can have some attacking depth. Maybe that's why he included uh, Kukianidze. Because to be honest, they're they're just like what one or two or three central forwards. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants a fourth or fifth option. I mean, now he's trying this out. We have to see where where it goes. And what about the missing names in the team? Oh, uh, let's do the missing names. Sure, there's Bako, Kankaba, Tabitze, and Makaridze are out, of course. And surprisingly, a little bit, Khochorashvili uh, is not selected. But you had more information there. Yes, well, uh, about all of them, actually. I know that Kankava mm-hmm. uh, is injured as well as Tabidze. He just got a surgery, by the way. We wish him the best. They said that uh, the surgery was on his knee, so that he might be six months out of, of the picture. So, yeah, that's a, that's a sensitive miss for us. Uh, Vako can't, can't travel because of the restrictions they have in South Korea. Um, so, yes, he's, a, he's in good form now. Uh, despite everything, but uh, yes, the, the COVID nineteen is still acting against, against See, football. I knew South Korea was not benefit was not going to benefit his career. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at this point you're right. <laughs> and the the other missing name, Macaridia, I'm guessing it's because of the of, of his journey with his club to towards the Primera División. So it's important for him to stay in his club. I understand that. Uh, but Hachorashvili, you know, um, Sanyol's referred about him actually. Uh, that means that he. 
he has him on his lap. But uh, he said that he needs a player who is not only in the Levante B. He said that being in Levante B is not enough for the national team. Mm. And despite Hocherashvili really having some minutes in the first division, in the Primera División, um, he said that he needs uh, him to play more often. So um, I'm guessing that Hocherashvili really will become a key member of the national team in the future. He will be joining the national team as from the from July, August. He will be in the in Levante A. But uh, for now, apparently he's, he's, he's not uh, he's not good enough, as per Senor said. The good thing on the other side is that I saw a video of Hochorashvili speaking about this, and he said, okay, despite the that I was not in the list, and despite that I already have holidays, I will continue my preparation. I will be physically strong because they might call me from the camp in in, in these friendly games. So if they call me, I want to be ready 100%. To, to join the national team. So he's kind of training and acting like he's he's there with the boys. And that mm. surprised me a lot. That's a really good mentality. And yeah. considering how young he is, and uh, considering all that we have spoken before, maybe you and I, about this guy, mm. it means that he has actually learned a lot in Spain. And this is exactly what, what we like about the players. And just his, 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 the, th- the fact that he said this is enough for me to consider him a, a key member, you know? Yeah, it will be easy for you know Georgia mentality maybe in general will be to be pissed and uh, and ban and yeah. start to boycott uh, future uh, future appearances for the national team. Um, but this guy is like, okay, I accept the criticism, but I'm still going to be ready even if I even if my season is over, I'm going to work hard to be ready. And uh, this is this is what you get when you move to Western leagues rather than let's not generalize now, but rather than Eastern leagues. Um, that's my uh, conclusion of that. And that's why I'm also hopeful about Abuashvili, because he will also be slowly implementing in this, uh, when we talk about Porto, he will have the same kind of uh, growth, I think, there. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And, but now I have to uh, show an, a question to you. So we're playing on Wednesday against Romania. Mm. And this is on. And if you, if you want to check your calendars, guys, it's it's on on second June second, and and next Sunday, on um, June sixth, we're facing Netherlands. This is the first time we're facing Netherlands. Actually, it's mm. one of the few national teams Georgia has never faced in Europe. So uh, one one for the statistic, which is good. Uh, so now my questions: What do you expect from these two games, Abel? Uh Who was the first opponent? Uh, Romania. Romania. Uh, I expect to see uh, that we that we uh, manage to work on the uh, offense because we need to be more clinical. Yeah. Um, especially against the game in Romania because we can see that Armenia could put three behind Romania. I hope Georgia can uh, will not leave the field uh, without a goal. Uh, Netherlands. I know that Netherlands are using the match against Georgia. To gain confidence, they want. They expect to run over Georgia so that they go into Euros in a in a good mood. Well, I want to make sure that Georgia does not give them give it to them very easily. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. So you can lose one nil maybe, but don't let it run away four nil so that Netherlands go in and uh, you know think that they are the best in the world uh, in as they play the Euros. So just be, be be play as they have in the qualifiers 
and maybe be a bit more clinical, then I'm then going to be happy. I have understanding that the squad is not, uh, you know, the strongest possible. But I still want to see that. Uh, oh, by the way, what, when you, what I want to see, I want to see some of the names that didn't play. I want to see Mamardashvili, for example, uh, be the number one goalie now. I don't want Loria to start these games, uh, to be honest. Um, I, I want to see him against uh, this kind of opposition. So that's that's on my wish list, and I want to see some minutes of Kukianidze, uh, uh, to be honest, and some more from Mikael Tadze as well. So give them more minutes because we didn't see them in their full uh, in the recent matches. So that we know if we can count on them against Kosovo and and and, and the coming matches. Yes, I, I'm guessing that there's something else we 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 are missing here, and and, and it's about the defensive line, because in the three games. Uh, in, in March, we we played with, uh, of course, with in, in central defensive line. I mean, with Kasia and Vale, because most of the other central defenders were all injured and out of form. But this time, two of the big names of the national team in the recent years are, are back in that in that spot, and that those are Perquelia and Kocholava. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Perquelia also left Rotor the last week, and he's looking for a new club. But uh, he said that he will announce it after the national team games. So uh, now we have Kasia, Perquelia, Hocholava, and Vali for central defenders, the big towers. Um, so I'm guessing that Kasia will be starting both games as captain. But what about Perquelia, Hocholava? You want to see them back, or you you are kind of happy with the duo Kasia and Vali, and you want to them to stick um, around? I was I was happy with uh, with uh, with Dali uh, last time, so they I'm happy to use them. But I think now it's time to experiment. So uh, I'm fine if if they are testing a bit there, um, in in my opinion. So uh, no issues there. Um, I didn't think we looked bad defensively against uh, any of these three games. So mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about the defense because that's always been pretty okay for uh, by Georgia. We've always been very thin up front, and this is why I want to see the creativity. You know, I don't want more Quilitaya missing uh, missing easy easy shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone just being more determined. You know, go in there, put the chance in. Uh, so that's why I want to see some minutes from Mikko Dadze because he seems to have a have a thing for scoring goals, and uh, let's implement that in the national team. So defense, do whatever you want. That's not where my issue is. Uh, just uh, if we can put some, if we can put a goal one in Romania and then one or two, I don't know, against Netherlands, I'm, I'm more than happy. I want us to score three goals in these two matches. That's it. If we leave both empty-handed, then I will be like a bit disappointed. Yes, I agree with you. Um, it, it's a pity that we don't have Karatschelia. It was a good moment to see Okriashvili on, on one side, mm. Karatschelia on the other, being uh, dangerous on the sides. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, if we're going to put all the all the press on Kiteishvili on bringing the ball from the middle to, to the offenders. Um, but we'll see. I, I guess we have to wait. I'm also uh, kind of confused of why Verite wasn't called up in the national mm. team. Not sure. Because he he didn't have a kind of bad presentations, but yes, I I, I guess that uh, that Sanyol wants to make some experiments there as well yeah. in the offensive line and, and kind of trying to score goals, which is possibly the major issue of the national team right now. I agree with you completely, Amir. Mm. No, exciting games. Not every day you get to see Georgia against uh, a bit higher level opponents, so 
that's uh, we're looking forward to that and hope that we can enter in a good mood uh against Kosovo in the next uh, important match, so to speak. But we leave the national team on that note, and we move forward in this episode with our usual concept in the podcast where we are going to hand out the awards. So it's time for the podcast Georgian Supra Awards. Join us. And of course, the weekly top award, or as we call it here, who is going to be the Thamada of the week. Um... The reason this time is going to be short and easy because this is one of the best Georgian coaches, whether we like him as a person or not. We have to give credit where it's, when, it's, when it's due. And um, this is one of the coaches who has had success abroad. He is patriotic, he trusts his countrymen, and it has led to success in a quite high-ranked league. So the Tamada of this week is... Gets by And I'm not sure what you think, Kaki. Um, do you think it's deserved? And my reasoning is that he did win the cup and uh, he is winning in a league like Cyprus. You can say what you want about the Cy- uh, about the league in Cyprus, but it's it's ranked pretty decently. And we don't have many Georgian coaches who are just, you know, winning titles uh, abroad. So for this reason, when you've done so, you have to be nominated for for such an award. Of course, Amir. And also we have to remember that once he uh, he managed to get to the glory with Anathosis as a coach before, uh, kind of 10 years mm-hmm. ago. Um, and he also had options to move to, to Newcastle as a coach. And he rejected that option in order to join the national team of Georgia. So uh, he he's... His quality has two phases: the face of the professional he is, uh, and uh, and gaining this after a very unstable, can let's say, season by Anorthosis, is huge. Uh, you know, achieving a qualification to Euro tournament is also great for his club. This means that for the next year he will play in Europe again, and his name will raise again. And he's among the best coaches in Europe at this point, of course, out of the top five leagues, of course. So uh, that has to mean something. And I'm pretty sure that Kespaya's career uh, will be huge. And I'm pretty sure that he will end up uh, coaching big teams. I'm 100% convinced about that. And besides everything, the other phase I, I, I wanted to mention is that he's always patriotic. As we said before in this program, he always has this uh, idea of bringing Georgian players, usually players which are not in good form, but they have good talent. So he helps them to gain the, the form. He helps them to to return to the path of, of football playing constantly and, uh, and you know becoming these deadly weapons as they are. Uh, and he helps them a lot mentally. So I'm, I'm guessing that Ketspaya shouldn't only be the, the award of, 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 this, of the Supra this time, but any time he could uh, and he wants to, to run a Supra, I will be really happy to join and to sit next to him and, and listen to everything he has to say. It will be the most passionate uh, Supra toast in history. And he might he might hit me with a cup or something, but anyways. Yes, but you would have to <laughs> smile and smile and just drink it. That's it. And I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree with you completely. Temo deserves this this prestigious uh, and honor this time. Yeah. Who do we not invite to this uh, very passionate uh, Zupra? Okay, so I guess it's time to find who's not invited, right? <laughs> yes. Well. Uh, even if, thankfully, we didn't have a lot of, of nominees this time uh, for this anti-award, 
uh, Emir. I'm I'm guessing that uh, the name which comes up is is from a powerful Georgian man right now, and this is Mamuka Juhedi. For those who doesn't know, Mamuka is the agent of Huicha Karatsuelia and some of the other uh, top talents of Georgian football rising right now. Uh, the reason of why he's not invited, um, it's because uh, the way he's handling the case of Huicha. And, and we'll just mention his case in order to avoid any further comments about the way Mamuka handles other players. We don't want to mess with his business. Uh, but about Quicha himself, we've been for months on expectations and rumors and alternative news. Uh, at the end, Quicha um, is leaving the national team's camp to sign with a team we don't have clarified yet. And besides that, Mamuka has a conflict with Rubin Kazan's management, which uh, comes out to light and which happens to be really serious. Um, also, I see him completely inclinated on keeping Quicha in Russia, despite, on the other hand, saying that he has a uh, reached from like um, he has been reached by 20 clubs from European top level leagues so um, I mean uh, what's supposed to be a really nice move ended being a complete mess which uh, we understand happens because of lack of uh, let's say managing quality right I don't remember any other top quality player of any other country uh, kind of having this, this situation I mean I can't imagine Cristiano Ronaldo uh, for example leaving the national team of Portugal in order to negotiate with Real Madrid or Juventus. I mean, how hard it can, it can be um, to negotiate with somebody and, you know, he's to say, listen, the, the guys with the national team, this is priority, we can wait for a couple of days or we can sign before or you can go to the camp and sign there. You know, there are a lot of options, but not only this, but also the way this matter has been handled from the beginning, like with the media and with the player itself. So I'm not sure if it's too much drama uh, or too much let's say theater about uh, around this but i don't like the way this has been uh, moving so far and i'm still waiting for the final shot not sure if the if the move of which i will be what all of us expected so i'm guessing that there's no better name than mamuka jugali in, in this case amir and i'm sorry for being yeah. so long I, I guess that we have also a lot to say about this Yes, I don't want to spend the minutes in this episode um, ventilating my thoughts about this particular agent, uh, but they're not good, so I'm happy with it not being on the top of the invitation list this time. Uh, as uh, you know, uh, I, I would love to see your reaction if he's announced for like Zenith, uh, and just to see how you, how you would tackle that. I'm knocking the wood here, man. I'm knocking the wood. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the most Georgian thing in, I don't know, history. That, that's all I need to, to get the press now. <laughs> yes. Because you know that every time we nominate someone here, something unexpected happens. On a good um, way, right? In a, mostly in a good way so far, right? Well, Nemzadze kind of lost his job. It wasn't good for him. But <laughs> well, it it depends, you know. It wasn't yeah. good for him, but he's also now the sports director. That has to be good. Yeah, but it was kind of to say <laughs> you're not good enough for this role, so we'll just put you here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm. Uh, let, let's see what we are jinxing now when we when we mention uh, Mamuka here. Uh, hopefully, it's on the good news. Um. No, I mean, that being said, do you have closing remarks or should we, should we leave it here as we are up on 55 minutes? Um, well, I, I would just say that we, we might have a really interesting week coming up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have some some news from the Georgian clubs with the new transfers coming in. Which um, has news, of course, and the national team. So yes, we're excited to see to see what happens in, in the next. What about you? Yeah, I can just agree. I'm buzzing. I'm I'm refreshing Twitter. I should say I'm refreshing Twitter to uh, to be updating with the, the latest news about the Quicha. So let's uh, let's hope that something uh, appears there before my thumb goes completely nuts. I will uh, believe you. F five, F five, each time. That being said, uh, guys, thanks a lot for listening uh, this th- uh, this week, and we will be making a special episode once Quicha's uh, Club is officially announced. Uh, just to let you know, um, so we might see you in uh, quicker than than two weeks this time. But until next time, we say Nakvamdis.